This is the Empowered Athlete Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the one and only Natty Boss, lifelong athlete, sports dietitian, breathwork facilitator, personal development junkie, and holistic performance coach. This podcast is here to change the paradigm of what it means to be a high-performance athlete. The intention and mission of this podcast is to help you create freedom, clarity, and balance in your life while giving you the tools to heal yourself, improve your well-being, and optimize performance. I believe that in order to reach our highest potential in this human experience, we must unlearn and let go of everything we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves and the world so that we can truly tap into what our divine path is and have the courage to pursue the curriculum of our soul. It's my hope that after every episode, you feel activated and empowered to make change in your life that supports you in operating from a place of alignment of who you're meant to be. Get ready for major shifts and transformation. It's time to dive in. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Empowered Athlete Podcast. It's your host, Natty Boss. And today we have an amazing guest, my friend, Maya Nazareth, who is an entrepreneur on a mission to help other women reclaim their inner ferocity through the power of martial arts. You're currently a blue belt, correct? Yeah. Blue belt. And she is currently living in Philadelphia. She's had so many success, so much success being just 22 years old so far. And she's been listed 20 under 25. Philadelphia is 20 under 25 at just 22 years old. And she founded her first company, Alchemized Fightwear. So I am repping on this little interview here, my Alchemized sweater, because I absolutely love it. And this is her company. And she started it as a student in UDEL, which is University of Delaware, right? Yeah. 19. And after training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for three years, she couldn't find any gear that fit her body or made her feel confident in her skin. And being that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is 80% men and the gear is primarily made for men, she decided that it was, she was taking it into her hands to create a company that was for women, by women, uh, to create gear that made them feel comfortable in their skin. And this was the birth of Alchemized Fightwear. She has grown the community to over 15,000 women, which is literally amazing. And her product line has over 50 SKUs being sold in 15 plus countries, which is phenomenal. And I'm so excited that you are here, Maya, to dive into more about your journey, the birth of Alchemize. And we're going to have some conversations today also for people listening about entrepreneurship and kind of that journey, because it's a huge aspect of Maya and, and her building of this business and her mission, Alchemize Fightwear. And so I'm really excited to be here. So thank you, Maya, for joining. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. All right. So I would love to just start as always with just for listeners to get to know who you are. So a little bit about what, uh, starting your BJJ journey. So what got you into jiu-jitsu? We could just start really simple in there. Yeah. So I was an athlete my whole life. Um, I played soccer primarily and I always kind of thought like I would play soccer in college. I would continue. Um, but in high school, I moved to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, um, in Southeast Asia. And so like the process for applying to schools and, and applying to soccer teams is just like so much different getting scouted. Um, and around that time, I just realized that my love for soccer was diminishing. I just wasn't excited to like, 
at one period in time, there was nothing more fun or more exciting to me than running down the field and crossing a ball. And it just died. Like, I was like, I don't want to look at a soccer ball ever again in my life. But my mom had always raised me to be active. She was like, you always have to sport. You always have to be moving. And so after my senior year season, I decided I wasn't going to play any more soccer. And I was like, I need to do something else. And I had taken this free women's self-defense class. And the guy was a black belt in ninjutsu, which now that I'm in the martial arts world, what is ninjutsu? Like that's some dojo stuff. But um, at the end of the seminar, he said, okay, a lot of the techniques that I showed you today were um, taken from jujitsu, judo, Krav Maga, Muay Thai. Um, and for whatever reason, jujitsu stuck in my head. And I actually had no idea what jujitsu was, but I went home and I looked up Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy San Mead and decided to walk into a class thinking it was something like kickboxing and was totally horrified because everyone who trains jujitsu knows like it's super close contact, you're grappling. And like, I have this man who's telling me, my coach who is telling me to put my legs around him and close guard and then go into like triangle. And it was so foreign to me and so uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but later that day, like in Southeast Asia, a lot of people are smaller, men and women. Yeah. And later that day, I'm just watching everyone roll. And these small people who are blue belts and purple belts are kicking the butts of people who are like 200 plus pounds. Yeah. I was like, how are they doing this? Like, <laughs> I want to know how to do that. And that's yeah. what got me to come back to my next class because I just yeah. felt so amazed at what technique and what jujitsu could do. Um, and then, I mean, what really got me hooked is that jujitsu awakened me to a part of myself that I didn't really know existed. Like mm -hmm. I just stepped into this energy of play in my life of just like, you know, passing the guard and just feeling like so playful, feeling so fierce, feeling so strong. Yeah. Um, and it really transformed my life in every aspect, uh, which is why I'm here today. Yeah. I definitely could not have started a business without doing jujitsu because it just gave me such confidence and, and empowerment in myself. Mm, so beautiful. Like, I got chills listening to that because like jujitsu really is just like this amazing life-changing thing. Yeah. It's insane how it literally is not just, it doesn't just have ever a small impact on someone's life. It literally changes everyone's life 360. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Having been a lifelong athlete myself and in martial arts my whole life, there's absolutely no martial art that is more impactful and transformational than jujitsu. Yeah. Having experience in a lot. So it's, it's so crazy. I'm, I'm so excited that you are here because we get to, we got to meet and it, it's so amazing. That's the beautiful thing. Jiu-Jitsu. I don't know if we would have ever met if it wasn't for Jiu-Jitsu. Probably not. It's very funny too, full circle being on your podcast. Cause the reason we met is I reached out to you when I was starting to do a podcast for Alchemist and that's how we connected yeah. initially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jiu-Jitsu brings together such awesome women and such awesome people in the world. And so yeah. it's such a gift in, in that way. So we kind of talked in the intro a little bit about like being three years in, you kind of started to have this realization maybe that, you know, okay, great. This is an amazing sport. Maybe I don't feel as comfortable in these male oriented clothing and correct me if I'm wrong. Do you have a business degree? I do have a business degree. Yeah. So you have a business degree. So you already have like that mentality and then you kind of wanted to embark on this journey of how do I get started with creating potentially clothes that make me feel better and more safe and more confident and empowered in my skin on the mat. And so that's kind of like, let's chat a little bit about like Alchemize and obviously the, the questions around 
what was like the first stages of you creating it, the intention or meaning behind the name as well. And, you know, what's the mission and kind of that whole process. Yeah. So I was in business school and my freshman year of school, I got this internship at a software company. And I mean, the internship was great. I was being paid very well. I was working 40 hours a week. And at the end of the summer, my boss said to me, Hey Maya, you know, I know it's early. You have three more years of school left, but if you want a job after you graduate, you've got it. And I went home to my mom and cried. Like you would think I'd be so excited. Like, Oh my God, this amazing job with this amazing boss. And they want me because as a, I don't know, I guess I was 18, 19, as an 18, 19 year old person, like that is what you're supposed to want, right? To, to be moving forward in your career. Um, but I looked around at the people I was working with and they were all great people, but I was like, this is not my life. This is not the life that I'm living. I'm passionate about so many things. All I wanna do is like train jujitsu and dance and travel the world and, and do all of these things. And so I started thinking about how could I, how could I do something like that? And I tried a lot of hats on, like I wrote a blog, I was a English second language teacher, um, but I was fundamentally looking to start a business so I could be free to train jujitsu and do all the things that I love because I'm just multi-passionate, but I'm obsessed with learning. And I wanted to like a full life to me is having all the time in the world to learn the things I want to learn. Exactly. Um, so I was thinking, how do I create that for myself? Um, and I started looking at these aspects of my personality. Like, what about me makes me unique? Because if I create a product for me, at least one person's going to want it, right? <laughs> Versus trying to create something out into the universe of like, oh, maybe people are going to want this. And I was thinking, you know, I've been looking for women's rash guards forever. And I hate everything that's online. I'm like looking at what's out there and it's all hot pink and unicorns, all of the women's cut stuff. And then I'm built like kind of athletic curvy. Yeah. And all of the men's cut stuff made me feel like I was like a box and it's rolling up while I'm training. And it just didn't make me feel confident. I was going into the gym and I'm training and I don't care, but like, I just was always adjusting and just not yeah. feeling like the most beautiful radiant version of myself. And so I had no experience making a garment, no experience like on social media. I didn't even have personal social media at the time. I was just like, maybe I can do something about it. And so I embarked on this journey of just trying to make my first rash guard, um, which has been a lot of learning. Um, the name behind Alchemize, like why, why we're named Alchemize Fightwear is because I experienced this intense transformation from jiu-jitsu from someone who like really was scared to take up space, who was scared to stand up mm -hmm. for themselves, who just like felt very small in the world and always tried to make myself small into mm -hmm. this person who had really embodied fierce femininity and who had really embodied um, strength and empowerment and yeah, ferocity, I would say. Um, and alchemy is the chemical process of transformation. And so I felt like jujitsu was a sport that alchemized your human potential. And what I want people to feel when they wear the gear is like, oh, I put on this gear and like, I feel alchemized into my most radiant, fierce version of myself. Yeah. So that's like, the mission behind every single garment we put out that women feel like the most radiant, beautiful, badass version of themselves on the mat and off the mat. And I can say that based off the products you put out, it, they are fierce. And I just absolutely love that. And I just got chills when you were like describing that because as we talked about earlier, just like jujitsu is that alchemizing process to yeah. optimize your human potential. And I always say that like, 
jujitsu is like that mirror for yourself. So it's really interesting how you kind of encapsulated that quote or concept, but through clothing too, like just through the idea of alchemize. So that's really amazing. And I love that. So what do you believe kind of like specifically maybe in your own experience and now that you've done a lot of research and creating a lot of products, what do you believe are the biggest gaps in the female grappling clothing that you believe Alchemize fills? Yeah. So, I mean, we first started and I'm not going to talk necessarily about stuff that we're working on right now, but um, we first started with the rash guard because I just couldn't find a rash guard that like didn't roll up and didn't fit, like flattered my curves. And that wasn't like, that still was feminine, but wasn't like hot pink and unicorns. And so I started to make rash guards that like fit better. And that had a couple of extra inches at the bottom. So when you're training and it rolls up, it doesn't expose your stomach. I didn't like the the silicone bands that people have. I just feel like for women with hips, it cuts you off in a weird way. That doesn't look flattering. So I just experimented with materials, with um, cuts and fits to make a garment that really flattered women a little bit better and flattered my body a little bit better. We recently just came out with um, some long line high neck sports bras and grappling shorts as well. And the idea behind the grappling short was all of the brands that we see out there, 93 brand, BHTS, all of the grappling shorts are built for these women that are just built like a like a pole, right? Which just not every woman is built that way. Like there are women who are built that way who are training, but it's just not representative of the vast majority of women. Yeah. And so we made these grappling shorts that are high-waisted that have a lot of mobility in the legs. So they don't like restrict you around the legs and butt. You can wear whatever um, garment you want to wear underneath, whether it's leggings or shorts. You have to wear something because it's quite open, but you can yeah. choose what that is. And it's secure. It's not going to fall down. It's long enough, but still kind of like looks cute, looks flattering. Um, women just want gear that is highly functional, that fits their body, that doesn't get in the way of their training, right? And when your rash guard's coming up or your shorts don't fit right and they're uncomfortable, it's getting in the way of your training. Yeah. Um, so that's, I, I mean, it's kind of a low bar in that way, to, but yeah. we're just trying to make gear that doesn't get in the way first. And then let's make the most excellent grappling gear in the world for women. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Personally, I can't stand shorts. Like I would love to wear shorts. I love, I kind of love the look of either, um, spats with shorts over top, but I can't find shorts that are not bulky Yeah, like or have these straps. And I'm like, yeah, like the Velcro. Why? Why yeah. do they have Velcro in the front? It makes no sense. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited to give those a shot because I have yet to find a pair that I really like. And um, I really like shorts. I want to be able to wear them. So I appreciate you keeping that in your mind. Um, and kind of another question along these lines, because I think it's important. And it's important when creating a business that it's not just, especially a product-based business, it's not just about like creating the product. There's actually a creative process. And I'm curious, like what your, what is your creative process in designing the, the pieces that you design for Alchemized Fightwear? And like, maybe do, where do you get your inspiration for your like? Yeah. New so I have had hundreds of conversations with women. And every time I'm at an event, like we're going to role models camp next month. Every time I'm at an event, every time I'm at an open mat, 
in the locker room with my friends at training, I'm always asking women questions. I ask the customers questions to like people who bought online, like maybe you get an email from us that asks you some questions. Um, but I'm always having conversations with women about what they're not happy with, with current gear, because it's not about what I want, frankly, like running my business. It's not about what I want and what is stylish to me and what is fashionable to me. It's about what my customers want and like what's going to make the best experience for them walking on the mat. Because if my goal is to make them feel radiant and confident and fierce, I have to take that that lead from them. So it all starts with talking to customers. That's number one. And then number two, I have a variety of graphic designers that we work with. Um, All of them are from within the jujitsu community. So I'm really excited and love that about Alchemize that every single piece that we put out is supporting an artist in the jujitsu community. Um, We don't promote it a lot, but that's something that we do. And, and I love, that's the most fun part of my job, actually working with these artists because what they can create from an idea is just amazing. So we get the graphic design down and then we go into like the, it's called like creating a technical design, but we create the technical design of the garment. And a lot of that comes from, um, you know, the feedback that we get from our customers, what people say that they want in a garment, what I want personally, because I'm, because you gotta like what you're doing. But yeah, it's because this is what I do. I go to shops constantly and I'm like stretching things and seeing how they fit and seeing what I like and seeing not what I like. And so I take a lot of inspiration from just going out and like testing garments all the time. And I like, that's something that I do pretty frequently, even if I don't buy anything, like I just try stuff on and stretch it and and try and see what fits and what doesn't fit and how it could fit better. Um, And so then we get a a technical design and then go into the sampling process when we manufacture some initial manufacturing samples till we get it right on several different body types, several different sizes, and then we go into production. Amazing. So in general, it sounds like it's a lengthy process. So what would you say the average length of kind of idea to the sampling process to where you try it on all the different body types till you finally get that? How long do you generally think? that like taste if everything goes well it's getting it ne- nothing ever goes well it always <laughs> like there's always some issue but I would say it takes six to eight months um in general it's wow. a pretty long process because it's not just one sample it's usually three four five samples yeah. and um then those samples being tried and being tested and being worn to training we don't want to wear them to training once. We want to wear them to training for like a month or two months. Like in, yeah. in an ideal world, I would wear it for six months to make sure it lasts for six months. Yeah. But we try and beat them up. Like I'll like hit it against stuff and stretch it and try and pull it because we want to make sure that the product that people are going to pay $50, $60 for is a great product that's going to hold yeah, that's up. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so that. that extra mile. Yeah, I, I mean, it, so it, it definitely takes a long time. It's getting shorter because we're just getting better. We're getting fits down. We're yeah. getting like these kind of core products that we were going to do many different versions of or many different like, yeah. graphics of down in terms of fit. So it's not taking as long now, but yeah, six to eight months. It's, it's a pretty long journey to develop. Yeah, environment. that's amazing. Awesome. So kind of wanting to shift a little bit into like the entrepreneurial space and answer some questions around this, because we kind of alluded to that a little bit. Being an entrepreneur, what 
what are some of the biggest obstacles you've faced bringing this initial idea into form or any other obstacles that you've noticed along the way? Uh, we had a private conversation before this around this idea of entrepreneurship and starting a business, whether it's product or service-based is largely a test of your own personal development and you discover a lot about yourself as well. So any obstacles that um, you've overcome, again, from the initial beginning stages to what you're currently experiencing and what you constantly come into contact with? Yeah, so I'll go to the initial stages first. Um, the, I think a lot of people really struggled to get started and I was one of them. Like I struggled with discipline, getting like my ideas on paper and like taking the action steps going forward. I really struggled with being super self-conscious about what other people are going to think of me. Like mm. I didn't tell anyone for the first six months of my business what I was working on because the idea was so fragile that if anyone had told me, oh, you can't do this, I would have believed them. Yeah. But even in those stages later, like my parents weren't very supportive of my business in the beginning. They were just like, what are you doing? You need to be focused on studying and focused on like working. Like when I got my first full-time job, my father is very, very supportive now and has been like one of my biggest champions in my business. But when I got my first full-time job out of college, which was only a year and a half ago, he was like, are you going to quit the silly alchemist thing now? Like you need to focus on your career. And I was like, my career is this, like my career is not this job. It's just to pay the bills right now. Yeah. Um, but that was really hard, you know, not having the support of other people being intensely self-conscious of like, oh, are people in the jujitsu space going to judge me? Are my friends going to think I'm stupid? Like a lot of those things, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day, but I got so in my head about putting myself out there. Yeah. Even like I just started putting myself out there on social media, talking about business and it's the same process. It goes yeah. way faster now, but like you st sort of have imposter sy syndrome and just, just start judging yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that for a lot of people, and this was true for myself, the biggest battle was getting over me and getting over my own ego to just say, hey, this is what I want with my life and I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. The only opinion that matters is like what I think of myself. And ultimately at the end of the day, if I didn't go for starting a business, I would have judged myself for a long time and felt not happy with who I was because yeah. I knew it was something that I wanted to do. So um, that was pretty challenging. What's challenging now is Alchemize is growing very, very fast. We're a six-figure company. We're growing really, really fast, like 300% last year, 500% this year already. It's wow. like, we're really, really expanding quickly. Um, and I'm 23 years old. Yeah. I mean, I got out of college two years ago and worked in a company for one year and then have been running my own business. And so the scale of Alchemize is growing faster than maybe my skills are. And so it's this big challenge to how can I step up to the plate? I'm building a team. Like how I, as a 23 year old, can I step up to the plate and be a good manager for people? How can I be? And part of that is like, learning how to develop people, you know, not just developing yourself. Part of that is like learning how to be accountable. Like I was a hippie who basically just wanted to train jujitsu all day. And now I have to manage people. Um, oh my God, I literally resonate so hard with that. Like the idea of having responsibility. I was like, yeah. but, but I don't want to. I was like, I started this to escape the nine to five responsibility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and now I have way more responsibility because I'm responsible for payroll. Right. Um, <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, so like stepping into this new role of like the new Maya who I have to be to support a business that has like this much energy and this many customers and this much size um, is challenging because I think at every level when you step into a new version of who you need to be for the business, like a part of who you are has to die. Like not in like a soul sense, but in the sense of like, the habits that you had and the beliefs that you had that maybe got you to that point, you have to shed them if you want to get to the next point. And I do, right. You could choose. I don't want that life and I'm just going to stay here and that's fine. But as someone who wants to grow the business as someone who wants to like be at that level, you have to really on a three to six month basis, shed this old version of yourself, which is painful and and challenging. It was a grieving process. Yeah, <laughs> it, process for sure. It, it is a metamorphosis. And one of the things I wanted to say, it's really important, especially with growth that is so drastic is with, with business and anything that grows incrementally, there's a easier adjustment period for you to calibrate to that next level because it's not as drastic, but like anything, when there's big extremes, there's a lot of like not just catching up to do, but there can be this big gap of like integration, like not enough space and time to integrate that next level. And so like what you're doing is beautiful where you're like outsourcing, you're building a team so that you can kind of be able to have a little bit more of that balance um, to be able to integrate because the business is growing at a rate faster than you're able to kind of keep up with within your own personal development journey. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, if I'm not super diligent about doing the work and about, yeah, I I think entrepreneurship and I'm sure there's other things like you recently became a mother, like other things like that, that like force you to be at a certain level. I have no idea what, what that is like being a mother, but, um, definitely building a team and having that responsibility forces you to step into like this other role and forces you to be on par with other areas of your life. Like if my fitness is not well, if I'm not taking care of my mental hygiene, if I'm not sleeping well, if I'm not eating well, all of those things affect my business. Right. And affect my, like it becomes ever more important for you to be on it with those things. So, um, giving myself the space and also demanding of myself that I am on it with those things more of the time. Um, it's just become a reality of life and a reality of, of building that company. But it's not, it's not all perfect. Like I train way less than I've trained in six years, you know, like I, there's this grieving process of, I used to train jujitsu six days a week. And now I'm lucky if I get there two to three. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel you. I am in that boat since transition yeah. moving and having a kid. I'm like, what all of my identities have been completely ripped from my soul yeah exactly it's like oh I was this jiu-jitsu girl and now I like barely train right and that's so hard to let go of but some like it's a different season you know it's a season building yes yes I love that so much everything in life is in cycles and we'll be able to go further faster when we accept the cycle that we're in instead of trying to pretend or fit or uh fit all of it things that are yeah all of it in where it doesn't make sense in our life and that just creates more resistance more sluggishness and pushes us further away from that so actually one of the questions i wanted to ask you i know that you are into salsa dancing right is it just salsa yeah. you do merengue you do anything uh, else or just salsa? yeah i do salsa bachata merengue zook, a little bit um zook is like something i'm starting to learn but um salsa and bachata is the main ones 
Oh, amazing. So I wanted to ask kind of being an entrepreneur and being on this journey and we kind of discussed having all of these, what I call you, you basically spoke to the pillars of performance. That's what I speak to, right? The six pillars of performance and the more that they're all in balance and that we prioritize and show up for all of them, the, the better we'll be able to perform and be successful in all the areas of our life. And so my question to you is how do you balance work jujitsu in life right now in your life? And do you have any rituals that serve to optimize your energy and keep you focused on your vision? Yeah, a hundred percent. I feel like my whole life is like built on these rituals. Right. And one thing that I'm thinking about a lot now is how do I make just like the facts, the realities of my life these days of like working on a Saturday night or like having to do finances, which I hate the financial, like cash flow, charting everything part of my business. How do I make that like sensual and beautiful and energizing, right? Like how do I make it a ritual that I enjoy going to? Because maybe I don't enjoy like that part of my life or that part of my business, but I have to. So how do I make it more fun? Um, So, I mean, I have like, I do metric Mondays where I like pour myself a cup of coffee. Usually I go to a coffee shop or something and like do something special. And I do all the metrics for the week and I evaluate and I kind of make a plan for the rest of the week. So after we get off this call, that's what I'll go and do before I go to my office. Um, I do finance Fridays. So finance, all of the finance stuff. I call my finance Fridays too. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like the alliteration just helps. It just makes it more fun. Um, So I do that um, as well. I lift three times a week, like always, you know, Um, if the days change, I'm flexible with myself about that, but I always lift. The reason I got into Latin dancing actually was because I was working full time, working on my business and I would get out of work and I would get home at six and then I would work until like eight or nine and I had no time to train jiu-jitsu and I was like very unhappy. I was like, I want to train or I want to do something. I need to move my body more than just like lifting in the morning. I need to move my body because it feels good and because it's fun. Um, and Latin dancing starts at like 10 or 11 at night. So I always wanted to learn how to dance, but it's this thing that at 10 or 11 at night, I'm no longer in my productive hours. I just like my brain turns off. So it's this thing that, okay, once my brain turns off and I'm done working, I can go and I can dance and move my body and have fun. Um, which is really kind of, nurtured that love, but I'm pretty diligent with myself about, um, lifting and about dancing or training at least two to three times a week, because if I don't do those things, I just don't have the creative energy to put into my business. Yeah. So those are the main things. Um, yeah. Eating well, drinking water, but getting enough sleep. Um, but mostly movement is is the thing that drives me. Yeah. I love that. And it's actually interesting because with jujitsu, whether you're doing jujitsu or um, like dancing, dancing is a very like fluid type of movement, just like jujitsu, but it's in that flow and fluidity that actually increases our like access to creative energy because creative energy is flowy. There's no like structure or boxing with creative energy. So moving our bodies like that can open up our bodies and systems to just bring more of that innate creative energy we already have. So it's awesome that you were able to find that. And it's always like everything, like perfect timing. Like you just yeah. happen to come in divine timing with the dancing and it has such a beautiful integration with what you're doing. And um, one of the things I wanted to kind of shift into real quick was obviously having built a community of 15,000 women so far, what do you believe has been the key, uh, the key to creating an engaged community? 
Yeah. So I'm actually obsessed with like, if there's one thing that I love, I love working with artists in my business, but I love the community of women in jiu-jitsu. Like I just have met so many of my good friends, so many, like we would not have met if we didn't train jujitsu. Yeah. So many of the good friends, so many like amazing, inspiring people through women's jujitsu. And I think the women that get involved in the sport and stay with the sport are just special. You know, it's so hard. Yeah. It beats your ego up so bad. <laughs> yeah. And you just show up day after day after day and are committed to getting better. Right. Um, and I love being around those people. Those people are my friends. Um, and I think that's the genuine energy to which I've built this community. I wake up and I think, how can I make stuff that's going to help the community? How can I make stuff that's like awesome? So we do a lot of like memes, making fun of like ridiculous things that women in jujitsu deal with. Like, oh, I tapped my hair getting pulled. Yeah. Like I didn't tap to pressure. Like I tapped my hair getting pulled. Like universal experiences that only we experience in jujitsu as females. Um, I think, you know, just supporting causes that a lot of women care about. We donate a portion of every sale to women's self-defense and safety initiatives. Um, unfortunately, a lot of women come into martial arts and come into jujitsu because they've had something bad happen to them. That's my story. That's the story of, of many, many women that I train with yeah. um, and that I know. And so I think our genuine support of those initiatives matters to people. Um, yeah. And like I said, we can, we create, we serve the community. We create clothes for the women. It's not about what I want. It's not about what my team wants. It's about what do the women that we support want. Um, and so I think that's really helped us create community online because people see it and people feel it and people, people realize when they send you a message about feedback on a, an item and then you put it into the next iteration of that item, people are like, oh, I was heard. And I think that's a fundamental rule of life. It's just like people want to be seen and people want to be heard. Yeah. And I think if you can do that on a mass scale with community, it's inevitable that you'll build something great. Yeah. Mm. That is such a beautiful line. That's going to be our quote because that is so, so important. And so just a final few questions here. So is there any like one or two pieces of advice that you would give to anyone looking to embark on potentially like entrepreneurship in the, I guess this could be any type of entrepreneurship, but I know there's a lot of people that I've spoken to who want to maybe open up their own gym and, and be an entrepreneur in that way, or they do want to start their own product-based business in jujitsu, um, but maybe feel just like the, the, the market is saturated. They don't have a place. Um, but do you have any advice for those looking to embark on that journey of taking the leap into being your own boss? Yeah. So one piece of advice is practical and one that's more emotional. The practical one is don't just assume that what you want is what everyone wants. Like you can get lucky in that way. And in some ways I got lucky that I hated what was going on with rash guards, but I also talked to a lot of people, talk to people and ask them what their problems are. Ask them what they hate about the options that are currently out there for them, not just in gear, but in anything. Like, what are you unhappy with in your life? And if you see a problem that's recurring, try and solve that problem for them. I think that that's the way to build a business that's actually successful is to build what people want with the people who want it versus building what you think people want. So I would say go to the source, ask people. That's practical advice for getting started in business. And then the emotional advice is like, it's really hard and it demands a lot of you, yeah. but 
if it's something like I wanted to be an entrepreneur more than I wanted to be. Like I just woke up every day and that's all I thought about. And if you are that person who is like, I just want to be free and I want to be the master of my own life. Yeah. Do it. What do you have to lose? You know, write out like all of the things that could go wrong. So you have it in front of you, but you'll realize that most of those things just don't really matter. Like most of those things can become back. It can, you can come back from, yeah. um, but what do you have to lose? Like, you don't want to be on your deathbed thinking, Oh, I wish I did that. Like, I wish I started that business or I wish I had the courage to pursue my idea. So just go after it and keep getting better day by day. No one has it all figured out when they started. They just like figure it out step by step. Yeah. Beautiful. And even when they have already started, they still don't have it figured out. It's a process of yeah. actually knowing and just yeah. pursuing and just being committed. <laughs> yeah. It's like the more that you get into it, you're like, oh, I thought when I was making $10,000 a month, like I would feel a certain way. I would feel like I've got it more sorted. Nope. Like you feel like you have it less sorted and there's more energy, right? There's more money. There's more responsibility. There's more energy. And um, that's just the reality. And if you can get really comfortable with that, then I think you can be successful. But um, there's no like, there's no arrival. There's no like, oh, I made it, you know? And I mean, I look at you, you've had a, a successful business forever. Um, and I'm sure you don't feel like you've arrived either. Like you're still growing and <laughs> figuring it out. Oh, 100% every single day. Yeah. But I mean, if you can be committed to your vision and your mission and start there, I feel like that is always the foundation that will keep you on track, no matter what's happening, no matter what ebb and flow you're experiencing or milestone just that it should always be the North star, because like you said, it's really hard. It's really hard. There's so many days where you just want to give up because it's so hard, yeah. but it can be connected to that mission and that vision. It's like, but that's why I'm doing this to begin with. Yeah. And I mean, the vision I think has to be bigger than like, my vision is not close, right? My vision is yeah. women becoming is I love this community and I want to see a world with more intensely fierce, radiant, powerful women right? That's the vision. And I'm sure your vision is not nutrition. It is this bigger vision about like the world that you want to see. And that's what you have to get excited about every day because the day-to-day things sometimes suck and sometimes feel like it's too much. Yeah. Beautiful. And so lastly, I want to wrap up with kind of like, what does the future look like for you and Alchemize? Maybe what are some personal, I know right now you're kind of um, in this phase with jujitsu, maybe not training as much, but do you have any personal goals with jujitsu right now? And maybe what are some potential big plans for Alchemize that are coming up? I know that you just dropped some new products. So even if you want to talk about them or if there's something new on the horizon. Yeah. Um, so with jujitsu, I am very hopeful that I'm really young. I'm 23. I'm really hopeful that in two years, by the time I'm 25, I'll be able to be as intense about jujitsu as I was a couple of years ago that Alchemize will be more stable. It will be like, require less of my time, less of me every single day and that I can train and do what I love and be in the community that I love. Um, I mean, I don't have aspirations to be like a incredible competitor. I just want to be on the mat till I'm 40, right? Like if I was on the mat for 23 years of my life, I'm 23 right now. That's like double my lifetime. I would be so stoked with that, you know? Cause I just think, it's just an amazing sport. I'm obsessed with the art of jujitsu. I think it's yeah. beautiful and I love the community. So that's really where my head is at with jujitsu these days. And how do I, in the meantime, when I'm less connected to it, 
keep yeah. myself at least connected enough where I don't lose that spark. So yeah. frankly, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not like huge, but that's, that's how I, how I think yeah. about it these days. Um, and then with Alchemize, we're actually going to be launching a line of wrestling singlets, which is really exciting. Ooh. Wrestling is the fastest, women's wrestling is the fastest high school and collegiate sport in the U.S. right now. Um, and there's just not a lot of great options out there for women who wrestle. And there's so much crossover between the communities. I've yeah. recently started taking a lot of wrestling classes. And so I just think that, you know, maybe we can do this better, right? It's the same spirit. Yeah. To which yeah. I created my first rash guard. Maybe we can do this better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what's exciting coming with Alchemize. Um, and we're we're also exploring maybe doing a women's camp uh, here on the East Coast um, sometime this year or next year. I love that. Stay in the loop, peeps. Um, so of course, how can people connect with you and Alchemize? What's the best way for them to reach out, connect? Yeah. So Alchemize, our website is alchemizefightwear.com. Um, we're also, I can spell it too, if you need me to, but I'll put it in the show notes. Cool. Yeah, I got it. Um, Alchemize Fightwear on Instagram. And then if you want to connect with me, uh, I'm maya.nazareth on Instagram. Um, and that's the best way to find me. Awesome. So I will put all of that in the show notes, the website, the Instagram handles, go check them out, go follow them. And, um, lastly, I'd love to ask what is right now, maybe in your journey or just in general, what's your favorite submission or takedown that you're working on at the moment or that you just love? Submission or takedown. Um, hmm. I am starting to get, this is not a submission or takedown, but I'm starting to get very interested in like the Barambolo game. I like so I trained at a school that's very Barambolo heavy and I was not interested. I was like, I just feel like this is going to mess up my neck. And like, I just like, don't want this to be my game. And lately I've been watching so many videos and I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. Like yeah. this is so flowy and so beautiful. And like, how can I put this in every single facet of my game? So it's not a takedown or a submission, but um, I think there's just like a lot of beauty in, in that game. And that's what I'm exploring. Yeah. Time. I'm so in that boat as well, like yeah. upping that barrel. I'm just, it's such a beautiful art form. It's yeah. Amazing. And so. yeah. And to be able to hit it from, from everywhere and just yeah. always get to the back, like yeah. how powerful, right? Yeah. Right. That's like really making you feel empowered, like yeah. a fierce badass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And flowy too. Like it's got all the pieces. Awesome. Yes. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with us and just sharing your story, your passion, your mission, your company. I hope that you guys feel just even more like you have an understanding of who Maya is and the mission and go check out Alchemize Fightwear. Again, I'm wearing, you're not necessarily seeing this, but I am wearing the cropped sweater that I absolutely love. And at the very least, go check them out. I think if you sign up on the website, I think you get 15% off. Yeah. So that's a way for you to kind of just test the waters. Um, and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me, free, uh, feel free to reach out to Maya um, and we'll give you any insight or answer any questions that you have around any of the products. Um, but if you love this episode or took anything away or anything that you learned, please share it with us. Tag Miss Maya, her information will be in the show notes and you could tag us, Body by Boss LLC on Instagram. We'd love to repost or share anything um, to just really celebrate you in showing up to this episode and being interested in this conversation. 
So thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Bye.